If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uncanny X-Men. It'll take all of your mutant powers to defeat Magneto. Black Friday special. For an unlimited time only, we're bringing you the biggest savings in podcast history. Over 250 episodes of our show completely free. And as a special doorbuster. Doorbuster. For our Patreon subscribers, they are getting this episode on Thanksgiving. Red Thursday. You too can save, not your money, but your time when you join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash nostalgia. And get access to certain episodes hours earlier. So stampede over now and pay for your discount. And listen to this episode again on Cyber Monday for double the savings. And I'm Mike. (laughs) 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 Can I speak to your manager? That's that sounds like the perfect kind of Black Friday lingo to continue this uh, conversation, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Is that that's me? I'm Joe. Yeah, we're recording. I'm Sean. There's no better way to get into an episode on Black Friday <laughs> than to talk about uh, all of the savings of your own time when you don't have to play the game anymore. You can just listen to our review of Uncanny X Men on the NES. I've been waiting all Thanksgiving for this. Like I. I ate some food uh, because my family made me, um, but now I'm here and I'm ready to spend some cash. Yeah, I mean, I hate when uh, I have to work right after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, but here I am. Joe, do you have any actual experience in retail on Black Friday? I do. I do. Uh, I used to work at Sears. Uh, shout out to Sears and my old <laughs> Sears crew. Uh, and I actually liked it. I actually oh, I, I loved working at Sears. I just made commission. And I loved working on Black Friday because I made commission. So it was uh, usually a pretty fruitful day. How old are you? I know, right? You know, this was in the 40s. <laughs> I just don't. But that's why I loved it. Listen, that's why I love it. Not to make this a Sears episode, but I mean, you get me going about Sears and I'll go on. That's why I loved it because in, you know, in 2014 or whenever it was, 2013 when I was working there, nobody goes to Sears anymore. Yeah. So, and all my friends worked there, so we just hang out. <laughs> there were no customers. And then we get like one or two customers a day. I sold appliances, so that was still enough commission to make more than I had made in other part-time jobs. And then I would just hang out with my friends the rest of the day and no customers. Plus, the it's fact like... that we made straight commission meant that they couldn't tell us to do anything else because we weren't getting paid to do any other tasks other than to sell. So it was great. It's like you were a mutant who had mutant <laughs> powers to sell appliances, well, yeah. Well, yeah, to I'm sell ex- washing machines. I'm an ex-employee. I'm an ex-salesman. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So ex-salesman. That's the uncanny ex-salesman. Yeah, yeah, it was uncanny that I worked at Sears. Mike, what? I, well, I have a question about about X Men. Sure. Um, the price with... you can get it for twelve dollars on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is actually a real question about nerdy things. But 
is is uncanny x-men like the original like name of the 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 property is that like a a section of x-men yes it's a like, section un- it's a section of of the x-men so the uncanny x-men thing is uh is the original like the very first issue of x-men the creation of the x-men if you will did not have them be known as the uncanny x-men it was just so the x-men so what makes like what what makes uncanny X Men different? Come on, you you know this. Yeah, well, no. So it's like weird because there's also like what's giant size X Men too because that's like also a very uh, in demand issue of the X Men series. But it's like weird. Like in the canon, is that a different run of X Men? Like what's going on? Basically, they change the names of these things when um when like new characters are introduced or uh so for instance like the uncanny X Men. I believe started with like issue uh like maybe 67 or 94 one of those two um they started just referring to them as that instead kind of like how you know the Spider-Man is the amazing Spider-Man but then there's also web of Spider-Man and spectacular Spider-Man right it's like the okay. the difference is, is like the story that there's kind of stories that they're telling and who the audience is for but then like giant size X-Men was like an entire a uh, new idea of X-Men like uh that one had like now Wolverines with the X-Men and stuff like that instead of being like a Hulk villain um and they're so all like 7 feet tall uh in the gi- oh i get you yeah yeah no no it's just giant sized because it was like 64 pages or something like that <laughs> oh okay all right yeah so canonically uncanny X-Men is no like is not on some different universe than like what had come before it right exactly yeah it's just they just kind of started branding it differently yep. think of uncanny x-men because no different than new mutants which was another run of the x-men that's just like it features different x-men in it but the x-men yeah. because that's it's trickier than spider-man right spider-man's one dude he's whether it's spectacular or well. amazing oh yeah yeah he's not always one dude that's true <laughs> but for the most part he was one dude throughout the history of things yeah and then with the x-men it's like this isn't like the Fantastic Four because there's still always just four of them. The X Men is like a, a, you know, mutants in general are considered X Men in this world, and so uh, the the number of X Men I think at one point was really large, and then uh, I think it was like over six hundred or whatever, and then they did like a a big comic book event like they do every year, and they did one where they just like killed like half or almost all of the mutants thanks to um, Wanda. Oh, I'm, that's great. The Scarlet Witch. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's particularly confusing, the uncanny thing to me, because nowhere in this game that I could find does it say uncanny X-Men. That's true. Even the title screen just says Marvel's X-Men. Yeah, it's just on the box, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, I think it was in the manual. I didn't actually look at the box art. But, but I feel like the uncanny X-Men... Uh, thing like like that's good branding right like to inst- because that's what the comic book was probably being referred to around that same mm-hmm. time so it'd be like calling a game spider-man and not the amazing spider-man like the the most popular comic sure. series for spider-man was and yeah. still is the amazing spider-man that'd be a real amateur move be like i don't get it yeah. is, is this game not uncanny <laughs> I guess my point is that like what you know what the the ps4 spider-man that's called marvel's spider-man correct it would be like if the box said Marvel's Spider-Man, but then the title screen just said Spider-Man. I, I'm, lo- like, I'm looking at my weird. box right now, and I think it just says Marvel Sp- Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's what the title screen says too, right? True that. 
So you have a branding issue right off the bat on the yeah, titles. Bad game. Yeah, no. yeah that you're, you're just not gonna let them walk away from <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of confusing though that they're called the X Men at all, right? We've been saying X Men, X Men, X Men, but even issue number one had Marvel Girl, who's not in this game, but she's a she's a woman. Uh, I don't know. You know, they tried to demean her and call her just a girl, but uh, you know, <laughs> where where's my X Women representation? Why is it X Men? I feel like it's just more of a, it, it just sounds better as a word um, than like X, X citizens. X people. X people, X yeah. citizens. I, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that the men was coming from like the, a sort of, the sort of like dated version of men, which was referring to just like mankind. Yeah, like, you really know, human. anymore, but. X-Men. Maybe it's just like X-Men. Well, you know, it's interesting because comics of this time period, the early 60s, uh, you know, they had women superheroes like Marvel Girl and um, Miss Invisible on the Fantastic Four. But even uh, Miss Invisible, like she um, she's like still relegated to doing like the chores for the Fantastic Four as well. Like she's still responsible to like clean (laughs) the headquarters and they and they like talk about it. Um, Storm wasn't in the original X-Men run, so I don't know if they ever, uh, oh. were misogynistic towards her later on in the run, but, um... Well, I'm sure, you yeah. know, <laughs> law of averages. Right, right, but Storm <laughs> was not an original X-Men. Um, the original X-Men, I, I think I could try to get them off the top of my head, but, uh, Cyclops, Angel, Marvel Girl, uh, I feel like I, is it Iceman? What, what is that guy's name? It's like a nice yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, at least what it is in the game. Yeah, and one other. But who that, knows what it is on the cover? What? No, it is. It is Iceman. It is Iceman. Yeah. I know. Um, and then one other that I can't remember, but people are gonna yell at me. The night I'm, I'm just cheating. I'm looking at the issue. It's Beast. Oh, you're talking about the comic. Yeah, the original run. Yeah, yeah sorry. Right now. Right. Okay. We're still just talking about the comic, but if we want to move over yeah. to the game, um, no, that's no, fine. I'm down to keep talking. I like. I like to learn things. Do you have a favorite? Can, I got more Sears stuff. Um, you know, I I think I'm 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 pretty basic, uh, and I'm I'm a Wolverine fan. Maybe I'm just a Hugh Jackman fan, though. Like I don't really know how how much of Sony's X Men is it Sony? It's Sony, right? Whoever makes the X Men movies, Fox. Fox, yeah, them. Um, I don't know how much of Hugh Jackman. For performance was inspired by the actual like Wolverine of the comics, but I like him. I'm I'm kind of uh, not super familiar with most like X Men stuff, so like m- most of my knowledge is from like maybe the one Fox movie that I saw or the two Fox movies that I saw, and from anything in the MCU that's like starting to reference. So I don't have much to pull from. I mean, Wanda, I don't know. I, I think uh, Magneto has a pretty cool like uh, reason to be evil. Like I think he's a pretty well-rounded villain. That's true. Yeah. And how much longer is the Magneto like villain thing gonna make sense? <laughs> you know, like we're so far away from yeah, World War II now. Uh, <laughs> he's just gonna have to be like really, really old if they want to keep that going. <laughs> well, he could be frozen on ice or something like, uh, like yeah. Captain America. That's a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Done. When I buy Disney. <laughs> I'm easy. I'm a fan of Cyclops. I just like the idea that he just wears, like, I, as a kid, I didn't even think it was a power. I thought it was just sunglasses that he wore that <laughs> shot out uh, those beams. 
And I was like, oh, that's cool. Anybody could be Cyclops. Like, Spider-Man, impossible <laughs> for me. I'd have to be bit by a spider. Cyclops, I just put on some cool headgear. But, like, that, that raises the question, though, like, of Cyclops, Cyclops pre-visor. Like, was, like, when he was born, did he have this power? Like, did he kill the doctor that delivered him and, like, things like that? Like, I don't know. I want to see that origin story. I'm sure yeah. it's Cyclops like, year one. Give us the birth of Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> In the Uncanny X-Men video game, you do get to play as Cyclops, as well as I think Sean was kind of rounding them out for me, but it's Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Storm, and Iceman. Yeah, sorry. And um, you you choose your X-Man superhero, and uh, also choose an AI, or have a second player choose their superhero, to enter any stage of your choosing. So it, it's kind of like Mega Man, but not really. Uh, you enter a level, you clear the area of constantly spawning enemies in these levels, as you try to get closer and closer to the supervillain at the end of the stage. All levels are played in this, like, top-down Zelda dungeon style with you and your um, partner X-Man in the, in the stage. I think the most interesting part of the X-Men are their unique powers. So, guys, how unique does each character feel? Well, there's, like, the two powers, right? What, in X-Men? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those well, who can punch right those it. who can punch and those who can't <laughs> do they yeah. punch is that what they're doing like you know the, yeah some some like swipe at you like that i yeah all the x-men are either swipers or spewers um and so basically in the game there, there are two attacks there's some of the x-men can uh shoot a a vaguely themed projectile uh, at an enemy, or they can just sort of lunge and like presumably punch um, if they don't have lasers that come out of their eyes or ice cubes that are generated from their chest <laughs> or something. Um, and, and that's that. Those are the weapons. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of adds adds fire to that age old debate of, of what's more powerful: a weapon that you can fire at someone from a distance out of harm's way, or uh, not doing that. <laughs> Some would say that there's more honor in sort of just <laughs> oh, vaguely see, yeah. swiping at someone. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it is, you know, I did not see um, much of a reason to ever choose a character that didn't have a projectile weapon, but I'm not an honorable guy. No, I get it. But like Wolverine, for instance, is a is an X-Man who would, uh, X-Man, I'm making it like singular now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't it. know what the singular is. I'm just going to roll with it and say that they're X-Men, even if they're talking about them singularly. So Wolverine would just attack with his claws. So in this game, they've made it so that uh, whether it looks like he's attacking with his claws or not, it's melee combat for him. And Colossus would attack with his fist, I suppose. He's really strong. Uh, and so it looks like exactly <laughs> the same thing and doesn't basically the difference between playing Wolverine or Colossus it means nothing. It just it's like style points for you, if, whether you like a certain character more. Yeah, I mean, there are some vague stats He's probably like, faster. Like Wolverine's probably but, faster. Right, right. And we can talk about yeah, how much those things difference. mean. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah. in in the game. Um, but uh, Nightcrawler, who is also melee, he at least they like gave the um the teleportation thing where he can just walk through walls to simulate the idea of him teleporting. Like 
that actually feels like a, a step in the right direction of making a character feel unique because it even comes at the expense of hit points. So, you know, like they, oh. like I feel like there's got to be at least one thing that they could have done that only like Colossus can do to the environments. Like he could break the walls. Yeah, or like yeah. shake things or something. Right, but like, they didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, or like That's couldn't, couldn't <laughs> I mean, isn't Wolverine's whole thing he like regenerates? Couldn't he just like slowly regain health? Right. I think they just like, gave him more health. Yeah, yeah, but I like I your idea, that. Joe. Just because, yeah, he yeah. is immortal um, in that sense. Uh, but I mean, right, right. But yeah, I actually didn't know about uh, was was it Night- Nightcrawler? Crawler? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about his special power. I and mean, I did try to play as everybody, um, but you know, I must have just not realized that I could walk through walls when I played as him. I don't, I don't think I played as him for very long. You were just respecting the, the boundaries, right? I was like, I know what the developers wanted here. I don't want to yeah. glitch. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like, too, though, Joe. It's not, uh, it doesn't have a cool effect. You just walk through the environment. No. Uh, it doesn't, it's just to <laughs> pretend the idea of teleportation because they couldn't figure out how to let a character teleport in this game. Uh, Cyclops, Storm, and Iceman are the projectile um, people. However, Cyclops is the weakest of the batch because he can only do uh, projectile combat. Storm and Iceman get the ability to fly, and I get it, like, Iceman must be, like, flying via the snow that he's generating and riding, like, an avalanche or something. Um, yeah. But Storm, I don't know. Like, you know, that makes sense uh, for her, for sure, to to fly. And also, she, she shoots, like, lightning bolts instead of the laser beams that Cyclops shoots out. Uh, and then- It kind of just looks like fire, but I, I mean, they describe it as lightning, so I'll, I'll take right, that. Right, we're being nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's how these characters... Uh, feel and you know Joe you were saying like you know the stats might be different and everything but I don't know if it's just the amount of enemies in this game or whatever but it didn't feel like um, the difference between Wolverine and Colossus meant anything uh, through my you know a bit limited playtesting with them yeah I mean I, I agree I mean I think that I believe that the stats are different because they say they are I don't believe it because I experienced any difference. Like, like I think that you all like you get you get you pick up health so frequently. There are just so many a- enemies you kill them really pretty easily as anyone that you are. Apparently, there are some speed differences, but you never really need to move that fast or anything. I mean, there's a couple times you gotta like get through a sliding door quickly or something. But <laughs> like, I don't know if like your speed stat really contributes too much to that like one step you need to do. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm sure that there is, like, some damage calculation happening where it's, like, your projectile is more powerful, but, like, most enemies die in, like, one or two hits anyways, so, I don't know, I I, I never really felt the difference between anything. Yeah, I also, um, there's a, there are, so there's speed, strength, uh, uh, I forget what the other two are, but one power, of them is willpower. Power, endurance, speed, and willpower. Yeah, I don't know what willpower is supposed to signify. Um, it, if it has to do with, like, maybe you take less damage, then, I don't know, maybe just give that person more HP. I, I don't know. Like, I, did, did you get, do you guys know what willpower is? I should, but okay. I don't. <laughs> and I remember actually making a mental note of, like, I gotta look that up. Um, I did read through the. I mean, admittedly, I wasn't like super thorough in reading the manual, but I don't remember seeing it even in the manual. I think That's they just listed them. 
<laughs> these are the four right, things. That's what I was going to say, Sean, is like, I'm, I'm not sold that because, yeah, you're right, Joe. They're not listed in the manual. I, you know, I went back and even checked like game FAQs to see if like the guide on there says like what these hidden stats could mean. It's not even mentioned at all. Um, so I wonder if this is like one of those Marvel.com things where uh, people get really upset about this, where they give like a power scale to every Marvel character that's ever existed. And when you're ranking like 2000 characters, you're bound to just have like erroneous errors where it's like, uh, you know, Spider-Man's power is a seven and Hulk's is a nine. It's like Spider-Man would get lit up by Hulk. Like two power points isn't even like that big of a difference. And those are made up. I'm just saying like, there's many examples of stuff like that. I wonder if this is just for creative flair of like what their stats could be uh, based on like, you know, the, to, to give them some building without actually building it out into the gameplay. I will state that I did feel a difference with speed. So at least speed, I feel that is a real thing, uh, those differences. But yeah, the one that, that willpower, I, I don't even know what it means, so I don't know how to prove that. Some players just give up. If they have low willpower, <laughs> then the AI computer yeah. just yeah. stop. It describes you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's two players, always, because the X-Men are always a team, right? Uh, you can't just be one X. It's not the Wolverine game. Uh, we'll play that one. Well, I think that they, I think that they also don't know how to like singularize X-Men, so it just always makes those two. They just dodge that conversation. They didn't want to ask. They didn't want to ask Stanley at the time. They were like, right. "Can we say X-Men?" Yeah. Like, probably not. Um, yeah. No, no, no. But but it brings up a good point of like, you know, when you have a team idea. In in modern games, there would be like some kind of like puzzle solving of like the you know teaming up these two characters means that the gameplay is going to play different than if you were Storm and and uh, Nightcrawler, right? But instead, it's just kind of like you're tied down to this AI player if you don't have a friend, or you know you're tied down to your friend's choice too. But the AI one has the ability to like get stuck. Uh, and just end the game for you, basically soft lock itself where it can't figure out how to move around the wall. And uh, that's like a, that's just a huge problem that uh, like, you know, I, in my experience of playing this game, I ran into it in my first 15 minutes. So I can't imagine play testers didn't notice that this could happen. And so you have to play like with Nightcrawler to really guarantee that that won't happen because at least he can teleport through the walls. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. But yeah, it seems like whatever they did with with this AI model, like it is it, it's just way too rudimentary and maybe if every screen was just a like a field of enemies with no obstacles, like maybe it would work then. Uh even though I've seen uh the AI completely glitch out and just start walking back and forth shooting projectiles over and over like many times like within the first 30 seconds of playing um maybe it would happen less but they you know they didn't want it to be a complete bore so they made you have to walk around things but their ai does not know how to do that um but yeah i guess nightcrawler fixes that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i was initially kind of like 
before I played it, when I just kind of saw what was going to happen, a little impressed because I couldn't remember. Like, is it, what other games have we played on the NES that had an AI companion? No, I I can't think like, of one. Have we? Yeah, I feel like that was like I was like a surprise that that was that that was um happening. You know, that was doable. Then I it made sense once I booted it up and it just doesn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> but at first I was like, wow, that's pretty ambitious for the NES. And I don't know really anything about coding uh video games and stuff but i i know that like for enemies it's usually a um like a heat-seeking missile kind of thing where it knows your placement and just the enemies behave a little bit randomly but they also know where you are and try to like shoot at you or or move towards you in this game you can see that happening but because like walls are in the way it's kind of funny that sometimes even enemies will act like really stupid and just like hug the side of a wall thinking that they're shooting their projectiles at you but they just constantly repeat them into a wall added vidium until you come to them but the ai does that too so really it's like you're tagging along with um it's like a rescue mission thing you know where you just have to like hope that uh your ai character survives alongside you i don't think you're penalized if they die though like you can just play on without them but uh that's hoping that they die and not and don't get stuck if you can kill one type of enemy, you can kill them all. There's there's different sprites for enemies, but the idea is just attack the enemy and or shoot the projectile at the enemy and then it dies. It, it, nothing behaves differently in this game. It's just kind of like a smorgasbord of ideas of not even things that I recognize from the comics or anything. I, I'm not really sure... You know, you could you could complain about the constantly respawning enemies. You could complain about the designs of the enemies. I think the most boring thing is just the, the behavior of the enemies and how you just have to kind of, like, deal with them is the worst part of this game. If they were if they were fun to fight, that, that'd be a different story. I, I'd say, yeah, the, the only difference, like, the, the, there are different sprites, and those different sprites move slightly differently. And then... You've got some that are different shapes, like you've got little snakes that run around, but only their head is a hitbox, I think. So uh, they may as well just be, uh, um, uh, just be another like single square wide thing. Um, and I guess like yeah, I mean, I mean it's not like that. It's all just like palette swapped, but there really isn't any difference in terms of their strength or uh, how hard they are to kill. It's it's pretty boring. And I don't know if that comes down to just the repetitiveness of it doesn't matter, like, really which X-Men you are, because, you know, because you can only either shoot your projectile or, or hit them. I don't know if that's what makes it boring, but I'm thinking about this game as, like, something where it doesn't really matter, like, what you're... You might as well just dodge everything and keep moving forward. Uh, to get to the boss because these enemies they're just like in your way they're not really like causing much harm right yeah well it's 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 not even for me it's not even like moving forward like the moving forward part even like i i kind of started doing what you're saying is like i kind of stopped paying too much attention to the enemies unless they were in my way or i needed health which was an easy way to just get more health but moving forward is even like not super clear like i feel like there's <laughs> this aimlessness to the to the to the whole game as a whole like in general 
where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could go this way. And like, no, you can't. But there's no wall there. You can't go there. There's a wall here, but you can go through that one. <laughs> like, or, you know, you can go past this part. Like, I'm just like, I don't. It's not. It doesn't feel like a dungeon or a puzzle or a maze. It just feels like a mess. Yeah, I wasn't sure for most of this game where I was supposed to go. And so then I thought, okay, maybe it's a, like, you have to kill a certain amount of en- enemies. And it's sort of like a... I get to clear the stage, and then I ended up just doing that for a while. And then I ended up stepping on a uh, some kind of sprite that was supposed to be some kind of entrance or something, and I went somewhere else, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm making progress. And then I did that for a while and didn't know where the hell I was. Um, I eventually made it to a boss, Um uh, but I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know how to get back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. I mean, in the manual, it gives you your objective, which is, like, get to the boss, beat the boss, whatever, and then get out. But, like, getting even the beginning of the stage is just, like, you just get to a spot, and it's like, all right, you won. It's not even, like, a door you have to get out. You're just like, oh, that's the spot. There's nothing marking it or anything. Like, I guess you have to remember exactly the spot you started in, but, like, they're big stages. So it's, like, it, it just the whole thing feels aimless. I'm thinking about another team-based game we had, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and not that we were, like, fond of that game, uh, or, you know, maybe we weren't as harsh as people might have expected us to be, but that game kind of made the Turtles feel at least a little bit different with the way that their weapons were, and you you live-swap them, as opposed to, like, being forced to, like, drag Donatello through the stage. You could just choose to be like, now I'm gonna be... Donatello or now I'm going to be Raphael and mostly that was just to manage your health and uh make sure you like you know continued on but you know that's a game where too there's like the idea of just going across a, a level to level and finding the the end point but it didn't feel as obtuse as this and I don't know if that's because that that game was a side scrolling platformer where things were maybe laid out a little clearer or, or more what we're used to in this top-down thing, uh, specifically in, like, that s- space level. I don't even know if it's space or not, but... Um. <laughs> I, I think I think the difference between this game and that game, like, the, despite the, 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 the most obvious things of, like, you know, it's a side-scroller, things are a little bit more clear with that, and uh, uh, it was less of a hassle that you didn't have to deal with a a, a dumbass AI uh, companion. I, I think what was different with the Ninja Turtles was it had a an idea of visual language and you kind of knew like what was a hazard, where you were supposed to go what was walkable and what wasn't right this this space level that i was talking about um i, I guess it's like a ship that you're on it's very unclear like what's walkable because some things are like transparent other things yeah like even what's a door and what's not is weird in this one because there's like blue circles and red circles and squares and like those things are the doors i'm like what this is almost like a like a, a not an mc escher it, it it feels like a collage of of like mismatched patterns that like it, it has an idea of oh this one's always going to be the floor and this one's always going to be the wall but like either the whatever the the difference is in the actual programming of the game of like oh this is like the nav mesh 
and, yeah. and this is the art for it. Like they were misaligned or something. <laughs> what it feels like to me, to be honest, is that like you have glitched out of a of a like two D, you know, like a, a game like this, but like you you know, and you glitch out of like a Final Fantasy game or like a Pokemon game, or you get to like a glitch city or something, and it's just like, oh, the textures and tiles are all over the place that like exist in the code, but they were not placed here by humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. According to the back of the box, and uh, I, I read this, uh, it's up to you to defeat Magneto. But of course, that's if you can ever find him. Uh, the game only gives you the five stages, and it's not as simple as beating all five stages like you would in, say, Mega Man, and then, you know, Dr. Wily reveals himself, now Dr. Magneto reveals himself. That, that's not what happens here. Instead, you're supposed to put together that at the end of each of these stages, the like congratulations thing that you've um that you receive at the end of each stage is giving you like bits and pieces of a code that when you put the, those code words together across the, the the five levels you would then realize like oh i need to look at the box of, of my game like the the box i bought with this game which has the remaining pieces of the code, and then you put the, the code together for that and input that into the menu screen, and that's how you unlock the Magneto level. Are they Wait, asking there, way too much? There were clues on the box? On the, on the box. Uh, sorry, not on the box. Uh, on the cartridge, right? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's on the cartridge, I believe. Um, and it tells you... Uh, it tells you the code that you get through the game tells you to like look at the... Um, to look at the now I can't remember if it's the cartridge or the box. You got me questioning. <laughs> but wait a minute, the code. How do you get this code? It's code words that are on at the end of each level. So say you beat the Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah, not Scarlet Witch. The White Queen. Uh, say you beat the White Queen level. There's a message there, and then there's code words in that message. So you just take those pieces of that code word. No, this is too much. Okay. Like, yeah, there, there's no it. way that anyone, like, is either going to, I mean, yeah, people could probably sink some hours into this game if they were, if they really had nothing better else to, not, nothing better to do, but to, the lateral thinking that you need to have, like, to, to figure this out is too much without a guide or, like, just something in the manual. Or why even have it locked behind a code? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, if I guess if it's like, I mean, I can understand the like the attraction to doing something like that. Like, like oh, this is so cool and unique and interesting because it like brings in something physically in the real world and whatever. But like, it doesn't make for it doesn't really make any like difference in world than just having like okay, you beat all these bosses, you've unlocked it. Like, I get that they're trying to make it like a puzzle. Or, like, something you have to figure out and you'll be satisfied for figuring out, but that's just... Because, like, in in the most famous use of this, uh, Metal Gear Solid, right? Uh, it, the, the game literally tells you, look on the back of the box, Snake. Look on the back of the box. Or something along those lines. In this, like, is it is it being clear like that? Or is it just words that you're supposed to put together... And then maybe figure out it's also on the box. Like, Mike, do you know? 
I do. Give me a second, though, because I want to read the exact code, but I do know that it does tell you to look at the cartridge. Um, okay. Oh, okay. But well, that's I want to have better. the yeah. exact code. Um, also, I've never played uh, Metal Gear Solid, but uh, yeah, I am aware of that uh, puzzle, and I'm never sure. How, I mean, you're you're a fan, Sean. I mean, how 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 is that received? Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear that uh, on the box, it's a it's like a a scene that doesn't actually happen in the game, and the the screenshot. It's like a screenshot showing parts of the game, and it's just Snake saying Meryl and you're trying to figure out the frequency for Merrill, and there it is. Uh, w- once you're like, like, oh, maybe I should look at the box, then you find it. <laughs> right. But I guess, I mean, how was that received by fans? Like, A lot of people were, think were, it's really clever, kind of like, and they liked it. Yeah. I guess I could see it being clever, but also, I mean, again, I mean, Metal Gear Solid is a very story-driven game. I feel like I would just be totally, like, taken out of it. I'd be like, well, yeah, but what's the context within the world of what I'm looking at? That is true. I guess when I was uh, a young lad, context was... Uh, the nuance of context wasn't that important to me. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, so it gets crazier than what I was describing. <laughs> Great. Right? Because what, hap- yeah, what happens in the game, all right, is let's say you beat the juggernaut, Okay. It, it shows you on the screen, in all white text, you manage to break through Juggernaut's screen of defenders by pushing constantly towards your objective. You have beaten the enemy once again. Time to select a new challenge and test your fighting ability. But according to, um, to the cutting room floor, certain parts of that text were supposed to be red. And this was the information that I was given. So that's why um, I didn't realize that it's not. Because <laughs> I didn't remember right. that. <laughs> so it, it's the same text, okay? The same thing I just read to you guys. But instead, the red parts, which were the code words, were screen, by pushing, select, end. And if you took all of the um, hidden messages across Battle Through a Living Starship, the Subterranean com- Confrontation, all these levels, you would get the last mission can be reached from the mission screen by pushing select and seek the advice of the L from leader and then able is spelled A-B-E-L so that it would be label from two different words, the L in leader and able from another section, able to make it to the final mission. So you have to uh, push you know select. What? I like this more. <laughs> you have to push select, and then you go to the cartridge label, and it just says in the bottom right, over by where the um, over by where all the copyright info is, it says plus B plus up um, <laughs> together uh, on start. I kind of like this actually. No, this now is that you've so stupid. It, and I remember. This is so. I remember seeing the red text. I kind of like it in the sense that it's it's. You would think like, you would think like okay, there's something weird here because I did think. I also remember noticing that able is spelled yes, wrong. Yes, able is spelled wrong because it's trying to make label. Um, I still don't know if I understand why contextually the X Men are solving this puzzle. Yeah, like, is there a Riddler to, like, equivalent? You know, that's what bothers me. But like, it's not as it's not as. 
ridiculous of an idea that someone would figure this out as I had they thought. They should have made it so that you I put actually... a magnet up against your television and that <laughs> yeah. the certain uh, image quality screens would change and that would cause you to understand what you have to do next. Yeah, it would also Context ruin your TV. Still... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, they also that, sell TVs. Maybe the listeners don't. <laughs> but, but yeah context still bothers me and the fact that you probably just you know i mean for most of the rest of history most people probably won't have the original label <laughs> so i mean i don't know how long how much of a, of a longevity they thought this game was gonna have but that bothers me but i i, I want to like walk back my initial uh hate for the idea about at least it being like impossible because i think that um this would be something someone could figure out because there's they're pretty clearly words that you're meant to look at you know what i'm keeping it but uh my reasoning is only kojima can do it <laughs> i just think it's crazy um that it requires how many special enemies which i didn't even i, I didn't even think there were special enemies in the stage so it's not even something i was actively like keeping track of but by killing 30 special enemies in a stage that's what causes the correct text to be displayed red the, the keywords okay well also Special i missed end. that too that is i don't like that either no but i'm saying like so think about it. you could beat the level and the text would either be all right. white or it would be like oh you because you killed 30 special enemies something that is like you know in super mario brothers when you land on an even number that many number of fireworks happen right like that's something fun yeah. and cute and happens right matter. there the payoff <laughs> is over this is something where it's like well they never told me like in the manual like make sure you kill 30 special enemies or anything uh, or even explained why i was getting red text this time but then you also have to like because these levels aren't in a particular order or whatever like because you get to choose what if you get them in like a different order and then you have to like now think about which order they come in to understand the the hidden message um this is i i don't think this is smart at all joe but i i get what you're saying it's a, it's very innovative <laughs> I mean, look i the the reason the the part about the part about this that i agree on agree with you on is like i guess more that like yeah i do think that it's just too missable it's too e like there's nothing there's nothing telling you that you should be looking for something like that so if you miss the first two it's like what do you got to play the whole game again to to get to that like that's annoying i guess i'm just saying that i, I don't think it's as um i think as a puzzle i like it i don't i don't like the way it's integrated or it being integrated in this game i have a question uh about something else it's it's more so about uh controlling gosh i hope we can answer kind of... it we had a hard enough time getting through this magneto thing <laughs> yeah. um i think i feel like we've settled that right yeah, yeah. um what is jumping for? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, I thought I thought that like when I was Storm and I was flying around that I was going to be like able to dodge enemies and stuff like that. But you can't. Yeah. You can't. I feel like you go a little faster when you're flying. But like, okay, but there's still a jump button for I know, those yeah. that can't fly. I just want right. to know, like, is there a point? Is it just so that they could use another animation frame? Sean. Um, it's a video game. <laughs> you jump in video games. It's, it's just true. the way it's done. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, the, yeah. There's no actual utility in jumping, but you right. have to have a jump button. How often do you jump in real life? I'm not very. Mean you, you can't. It's true. <laughs> but, you know, in a platforming game or a side-scrolling action game like TMNT, you jump an awful lot because that's the way that the stages are designed. 
These stages are not designed for jumping. So, you know, like the only thing they would be useful for is for uh, dodging enemies or or jumping over enemies um, in in that regard, I guess. But uh, again, I don't know why you would have to do that. Right. I, I, I thought at one point that like no matter who you were, when you jump, you got like a boost of speed. So I tried to jump through some of those aforementioned like doors that were closing quickly that you had to get through. But I don't think that really made a difference either. So I, I just no can't idea. believe that that like just closing doors is yeah. one of the defining features of this game. Like there's just doors like, that close. I feel like that's probably the thing that will kill you the most. Yeah. <laughs> and because it, it because I feel like this game doesn't have any iframes. It's just if you make contact with a thing that deals damage, it will just continue to deal damage until you blow up. But that is something else. That leads me to something else that I wanted to talk about. How do you know that even? You you your your health isn't on screen. You have to pause the game to check your health. And that's crazy. Which like fine, not the end of the world, but this is like it seems like this is pl- better played as a two-player game. Which I didn't do, but if you play this as two player, you, are you just constantly both pausing it in the middle of the action, like without you know you gotta like right, I'm gonna pause it now, like hold on, all right, I'm gonna unpause it now, like it's just it's just weird, you have to, and you can't tell you can't tell if you're about to die unless you pause it. You're just constantly pausing and unpausing. Bizarre. Was there anything that we loved about this game? <laughs> Special shoutouts to the sprites maybe the uh no the, they're all everything's the portrait ugly. Sprites? everything's so ugly uh no those uh, are ugly too yeah, man wolverine's like, cross-eyed everyone <laughs> it looks like everyone got slammed and they they had to they all got mug shots and they were yeah they were still plastered at the at the uh <laughs> at the police station and this is them this is the lowest point of these superheroes lives and that's, that's yeah. This is it. like the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where they're all getting like yes, cooked. it's yeah. that. <laughs> um, I also thought the sprites. For some reason, the sprites were reminding me so much of a long forgotten NES game, Muscle, or <laughs> yeah. M.U.S.C.L.E. Whatever we call it. Yeah, there's but, a uh, a putty like a putty like texture to all of the characters that Muscle yeah, kind of and, had. And yeah, they're all kind of like squat and like, you know, they're all, and, and there's, you know, I don't, I haven't played muscle in a very long time, but I do vaguely remember feeling uh, like the power sets of those or power, the ability sets like where it didn't feel different or unique enough. And, and I felt maybe that's also why I was thinking of it with X-Men, Uncanny X-Men. So it's not beautiful. It's not that fun. It's a little confusing how to beat the game. Any, any points about the music? Uh, it kind of sounded like digitized nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. So what's the future of X-Men look like on this uh, on this console? Let's take it to the sequels and spinoff section, and let's talk about Wolverine, but let's talk about it in like 200 episodes when we get there, because that's coming to the NES in 1991, and it's not another top-down game as Wolverine. This is a side-scrolling action game, so we got a chance for um, some of our notes to be addressed. 
That said, I don't think this game sucks because it's top down, right? It's just that. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it just sucks because yeah. there's um, you not really feel like you're playing as the X Men. I feel like I'm playing as four or five video game sprites. Yeah, when what we wanted to happen, or like you know, things that we were talking about with like TMNT that like we thought that they did more right than this, like could have been accomplished in in a top down setting. Could have been done like this, where it's like there's a sense of place and and you know your characters have slightly different slight differences to them and you're not stuck waiting for an ai character and all that stuff like you know it's not like it's not like that's all like uh byproducts of it being top down so so yeah i don't even want to give it that like (laughs) that out no that that, that's not an excuse not an excuse for this game but if you really want to feel like you're uh the x-men and uh, you're the x-men as a team Obviously, you would want to play the X-Men arcade game that came out in, uh, I believe it was 92. Uh, and that's the one where you can play as many as six people can be the X-Men all at once. And this is like right up there with the the Simpsons arcade game. They're both made by Konami. Um, Konami just makes great games back then. But then you also have, um, what else? Uh, X-Men Legends, right, was that game that was on, like, the GameCube PS2 era that has, like, a bunch of X-Men. So, yeah, you can't play, like, six people at once, but you can be all the X-Men and stuff like that and run around and do all sorts of cool shit in that game. Uh, I'm sure there's, like, many other Wolverine games. There's that X-Men... Uh, uh, what's that? The one for Genesis that's really popular. Oh, X-Men 2 Clone Wars. I'm not sure what X-Men 1 was. But X-Men 2 Clone Wars is considered... It's probably this. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe it was this. Uh, sure. Uh, no, it looks like it was Children of the Atom, which is a fighting game, though. So, no, that's not true. See, why am I getting led in the wrong direction by Moby Games? Why are they doing that to me? Shout out to Moby Games. That is it. X-Men Children of the Atom has an interesting history because uh, that is, like, the one that started the whole, like, X-Men Street Fighter Marvel versus Capcom thing. Oh. Yeah, so uh, in 1994, X-Men Children of the Atom was made by Capcom, and then the success of that fighting game would go on to them uh, lead to X-Men versus Street Fighter. And then they were like, wait, why are we just doing two games? Why don't we do Marvel versus Capcom? Uh, and so that's how these, th- that whole like thing kind of evolved. And then uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, I think, was the one that like killed the franchise. So yeah. hopefully it comes back eventually, but... We don't have it as of right now. There are 52 X-Men games, though, so I can't just, like, do a... Just keep going, I can't Mike. do a true sequels and spinoff <laughs> section, right? I would have thought that you would have kept it to, like, Uncanny X-Men 2 on the NES that will play in three weeks or something. Right, but, right. <laughs> uh, it, only, it only came out, like, it's only, the, like, the third next game that came out after this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, only one other X-Men game that we're playing on the NES, and that's Wolverine. Otherwise, a lot of the X-Men movies wind up becoming um, games based off of the movies, which I, I think is interesting, too. Like X-Men, the official game, X-Men Last Stand, X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine. Uh, that was, I guess, a time when they were just making every movie was getting a video game. Yeah, I feel like the whole Fox uh, X-Men run was, you know, the movie run was like, Right in that time where everything got a game. I mean, like, Series of Unfortunate Events had a video game. Right? <laughs> this just in, the X-Men Legends games that I was raving about earlier, they got Engage. <laughs> they got Engage versions. Can you imagine that? Like, that's a really, 
We should play that. That's interesting because you 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 can't have the same graphics that you have on PS2. You have to completely rebuild that game with like sprites. They probably hired some really cheap studio out of some Eastern European country to put it together, and uh, they were never heard from again. Uh, yeah, it was developed by Barking Lizards, so you're probably right. <laughs> never, <laughs> never heard of them. <laughs> Anyway, um, something you guys have all heard of, and uh, you're probably sick and tired of hearing it by now, but even if we didn't hide it this episode, we have to do the Essential Games List. Sean, your vote for the Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, there really are no bright spots. Uh, (laughs) There's no redeeming factors. This is just a terrible game uh, that doesn't live up to its namesake and even though i have no real reference except for some movies uh in the past 15 20 years so yeah it's just really bad not essential this is a very simple and repetitive game but it's not even easy like it's a pretty tough game you know (laughs) like you gotta really like slog through you gotta have high willpower stats of your own to really like want to play through this game I don't feel like I'm the X-Men while playing this game, which is the bare minimum they should have hoped to accomplish when making... When you make any kind of intellectual property, you at least want to make it feel like you're engaging as those characters. You couldn't tell me Wolverine was in this game other than that cross-eyed portrait. <laughs> so, no, not essential. He was drunk. Yeah. He, was, he made some mistakes, Mike. Um, I'm actually going to bounce off what you said there a little bit, too, because... My biggest thought, like I said, I'm not super familiar with X-Men, but the one thing I know about it is that they all have very unique and interesting powers. And I think like the biggest crime you could commit when making an X-Men game is making it feel like you didn't you couldn't tell if you were playing as Wolverine or you couldn't tell if you were playing as Iceman. Like they're all so unique you have, you have, and you have such a such a large pool of characters to pull from. I mean, it's it, it's weird to me that, like, everybody felt so bland and, like, samey. Uh, and that's just my, like, major, like, first thing that jumps out to me flaw. Obviously, there are a lot of other flaws that, you know, the, the, the levels were kind of an eyesore. I mean, I don't, I don't need to rehash it all. Also, not essential. Not essential. So hopefully this Black Friday, we helped you save a ton <laughs> of time by not playing The Uncanny X-Men and instead listening to us of course, the savings are always there when you tune into Nostalgia, um, but technically not with time because it requires time to listen to us. So trust us, the no, savings no. are in there somewhere. Joe, where are the savings? What's The savings <laughs> are because normally when you want this information, you want to sit down and watch a video or play a game. You got to sit down and commit to it. You can do this while you're doing the dishes. You know, you're yeah. multitasking. You know, you're, 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 you're on a drive. You can listen to this. You know, you're, you're learning our opinions while doing something else rather than having to have a conversation with us. Yeah. We saved you from the experience of playing uncanny X-Men, unless you chose to listen to this after playing it yourself, in which case we may have like triggered some kind of Vietnam flashback. (laughs) And we're sorry if we did that, but there are no refunds. There's no, no, no refunds, no coupons accepted either. Don't tweet us coupons. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Coupons are very, not cash money this is not a discount podcast no 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 we we need to get in the black we need to make profit 
You are just consumers. Consume, consume, Uncanny X-Men. Don't forget, too, that uh, our Patreon subscribers were able to listen to this a whole day early. That's right. They got to listen to this on Thanksgiving while they were sitting with their family at the table. Instead of listening to (laughs) what's going on in little Billy's life, they got to just turn this on and be like, you know, uh, Alexa, play nostalgia and i bet that works i bet if you uh if you ran a plug-in or something i bet that works and i bet i just turned on your alexa by saying alexa right alexa (laughs) but our patreon subscribers are also going to get uh a nostalgia bites episode very soon just like they get every month so you're going to want that too that is the just in time for christmas kid dracula game (laughs) Ooh. yep only came to the very festive so yep and the nightmare before christmas if you would Get your eggnog ready, punks. Right. Throw out those leftovers and carol on down to Nostalgia Town.